welcome world welcome to episode 11 of the out of character podcast people i am your host brian colbert my friends call me bc you can call me bc too if you're listening and if you're listening we appreciate you for listening boy do we got a special show for you episode 11 might be one of my favorite episodes so far. I might feel that way every time we record because we're trying to beat ourselves out. Right? We're trying to go better and better every single episode because it's all about y'all, people. It's all about our out of character family. But before we get started, I want to take time to thank some of the members of that out of character family. Of course, all the listeners, all the subscribers, all of the viewers. Thank you guys so much. We are not here without y'all constant love and support. Y'all are who we make content for, man. So thank you guys so much for being on this journey with us. Director Lex, who's always in the building, man, who is in on every single episode, making sure this ship stay afloat, man, making sure that everything goes good. Shout out Director Lex for always being here, for always making sure things are good. This would not exist without you. Um, Man, there's so many other people. Shout out the guys that have jumped on and made segments without a character shout out to mike bev our finance guy shout out to dr jamil our doctor we actually have a doctor on the out of character podcast man shout out to our brother ike who be on the mic dropping knowledge hopefully we can have her back on the show soon shout out to all the guests rob been on the show Austin's been on the show and I'm not going to use their last names because if y'all have been following out of character if y'all support the way I know that y'all do y'all already know this people y'all on a first name basis with them Rob Austin Randall jumped on the show my boy Ricky jumped on last episode and of course gotta shout out my boy James Meeks for always being on the streets and giving us good stories man just shout out to everybody that makes this out of character thing possible there's a ton of people in the background helping doing great stuff shout out to my executive producer Isaac man we're gonna have him jump on the show too i always make sure i run ideas by him so anybody man that has just helped make this what it is man shout out to y'all i wanted to take a moment to give y'all y'all flowers and say thank you um because i'm just so grateful man every time i sit in this seat and the lights turn on the cameras are on man i just i can't even express to y'all the feeling that i have when i'm making this when i'm thinking about it man my my brain i'm constantly thinking about the show and it's not because it's work or it's stressful it's because it's something i enjoy doing so much so thank you guys so much everybody that's involved in the out of character podcast because i'm such a small part of this yes i'm sitting here yes i'm the one talking but i am such a small part of what out of character is man and i'm just so grateful and so thankful to be a part of this with you all so i had to take time to shout you guys out man everybody that's involved shout out to you guys thank you also in the light of giving flowers i have to take this time real quick to shout out kobe bean brian a few days ago we celebrated your life and your legacy because you your daughter gianna and a few other very important people to not only you but just to the world passed away in a very very traumatic accident man it's an accident that reminded all of us the whole world how short life is and how important it is to show people love and say thank you especially when they mean a lot to you so that's why i had to start the show like that and I also just want to shout out kobe man a lot of who i am goes to who kobe is because he was like a big brother to me he was like somebody that i could always look to, up to even though i didn't know him personally i didn't have his number i couldn't reach out to him just him living just him existing his example that he set the blueprint he set with the mama mentality with just going after self-greatness being your own self-critic just trying to self-improve 
that I, that mindset and that ideology is something I've tried to keep with throughout my whole life, and it's a big reason why I feel out of character exists is because of that mentality to constantly push, constantly push the envelope, constantly create and try to not only improve myself but just help the world out. You know, and I hope that I do that without a character. I hope the content that we make on out of character, I hope it inspires you. I hope it makes you feel good. I hope it makes you laugh. I hope it invokes emotion and just helps you get through the day, man. Because we know things have been crazy, man. Things have been so nuts. And with that being said, I felt that this was an amazing time to bring on a very good friend of mine somebody that also really lives their life with that mamba mentality mindset somebody that even though they've already accomplished so much have so many bigger goals and dreams ahead of them and it's just somebody that i just couldn't wait to talk to on out of character podcast he's somebody that has supported me way before out of character even existed man we went to college together we have been on the grind very it's very funny man because it's almost like like our come-ups kind of happened very much at the same time i'm speaking about my brother former Husker, superstar, current Minnesota Vikings running back, Amir Abdullah. Now, me and this brother, we both very similar, man. Came from two different parts of the world, moved to Nebraska to go to college, and were very young men that dealt with a lot, whether it was, you know, social injustices, just being in Nebraska, or just being young men growing up. Like, we were young men, we're teenagers in college, so, you know, those are some very wild times, and me and him got to do it together damn near it felt like you know from very opposite spectrums he was on the field he was a football player and i was a young sports journalist so i'm working in radio and i'm calling him because the radio wants to interview him or i'm on the field interviewing players and he's one of the guys i have to talk to and even though it's the homie we you know we professional man and we were both on our own grind and on our own path so i'm so excited to talk to this brother because it's dope we we don't always get to connect because we're both very busy we both have a lot going on but when we do connect it's always dope because we get to reflect on the journey, man. We're both big self-reflectors. We're both very thoughtful and mindful individuals. So we spend so much time thinking and reflecting, not only on the past and present, but on the future as well. So I am so excited to introduce my guy, my brother. And he's not just an NFL player, people. He's a creative. He is a philosopher. He is an activist. He is somebody that truly cares not only about himself and his friends and his family, but about the general well-being of humanity and this planet. So I am so excited and honored to share episode 11 with my guy Amir Abdullah. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, out of character family, my brother, the man, the myth, the legend, Amir Abdullah, bro. How you doing, brother, man? It's so good to have you on the show, my guy. Dog, man, couldn't be better. Couldn't be better, man. I feel like I'm in a real good place, man. But really, bro, I'm just, I'm proud to see you. You know, I'm proud to see you. And I'm I'm, I'm excited to uh, come on this platform, man, because like I'm a fan, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, coming on to someone, you like, you know, I actually respect this. And I really think it's, it's some good substance behind this. And it being one of your good friends, you know what I mean? It's a lot. So like, we definitely gonna get into it, man. And, Appreciate everything. Appreciate the intro, bro. But we still growing. We still hey, growing. bro, I appreciate the love, man. And honestly, bro, you you been supporting since jump, man. I, I ain't never had to ask you for nothing. You just do it. It's organic, bro. Man, I appreciate all the love, bro. You hit me, said you wanted to jump on the show, man, and, and it meant the world to me, brother, man. So, man, we got a lot to get into, bro. And honestly, man, I kind of just want to start our 
I don't even want to call the interview because you here with me, man. You you my host right now, man. We co-hosting right now, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I want to give people a little background just on the guy you are and just a memory I have of us, man. And it's it's crazy because, like I said, bro, we started in Nebraska. Like when me and you met, we was young teenagers, dog. Like in a place <laughs> that we had never been before, man. Around people yeah. that are nothing like us bro and i and, and we talk about the grind we talk about the hustle and we're gonna get into that because your grind is crazy man like it inspires me and when we was young we was young boys man you was you was probably i think like me a junior at this time man so you know you had gotten the keys to nebraska like you was the running back you was the man you was doing your thing and at the time i was in college i was working for espn radio so i would produce and i would host and i was producing this show and I, you know i had to screen the calls and all that and make that happen so we was on the grind and i remember and i don't know if you remember this but i remember the guy was interviewing you right he was super like this guy was like your classic radio guy like bruh, 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 bruh. like you know just super like yeah. stuff but like a good dude but just very old-fashioned very radio and he was so nervous to interview you because you know you might not have felt this way and, and us going to college together it didn't always feel this way but Bro, you was like a superstar to these people in Nebraska, right? So as a sports guy, he was so, it was like he was talking to Herschel Walker. Like it was like he was talking to some like <laughs> bro, and not to and like bro, of course, man, you a legend in Nebraska, but it was just hilarious to see my guy make somebody so nervous. And so he's interviewing you, right? And he says something along the lines of, because I think maybe we had injuries at the time in Nebraska at our offensive line, and he says something like, you know, your makeshift line or something he said, it just asked you like a generic journalist question, but didn't really think about how he sounded when he said it. And you stopped the interview, bro. I'll never forget, this is all air, this is live. And you was like, hey bro, um, I, I gotta stop you right there. I ain't gonna let you talk about my offensive line like that. These guys put in work and you just, bro, you corrected him on live radio just to defend your brothers who were the office alignment, the guys that was taking care of you. And I think most people would have probably just greased past it or just, you know, took time to talk about themselves, especially because, like I said, at this point, man, you in the highlight of your career in college football. Like, man, you really taking off. And when I saw that, bro, I remember I texted you when you got off the phone. I just said, hey, bro, man, that was cool as shit. Old boy was so nervous. He ran into the production room. Hey, man, do you know Amir? Do you, do you think he's mad at me? And I go front, I gasped. And I was like, hey, bro, man, you shouldn't have said that to him. <laughs> I was like, hey, man, you shouldn't have said that to him, man. You got to talk to these brothers. We're like, bro, I made him feel it. You know what I'm saying? But you had hit me. It was like, hey, bro, it's all good, man. I just had to stand up for my guys. But, bro, man, that was one of the coolest moments, bro. And That's a lot of times, it's nuts, bro, because a lot of times, too, you not really you know you don't always know the guy on the other side of the line you know what I'm saying the quote-unquote celebrity quote-unquote superstar athlete so me and you was cool already so it was just crazy to see that and I, I appreciated you for being the person off the camera off the mic and still being that same person on the camera on the mic man so I wanted to bro, share man, that real I, quick bro man I appreciate that I appreciate that bro I really I feel like who you are like sometimes is who you are all the time really Meaning like death by inches for real. Everything is death by inches. You know what I mean? You either like moving to one side of the totem pole or the other all the time. You know what I mean? It's just not as marginal to make you notice in that moment. You know what I mean? So I feel like if you're really a person that's going to, you know, be behind some people and like support a team or anybody that you just have a shared trauma with or a shared experience with, you know, and you really love that person, you care about them, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna do right by by them all right. the time. So it's like those little moments where you do let that shade kind of ride, I feel like that that's kind of knocking you off what you really want to be. You know what I mean? That's death by inches the other way. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, 
you who you are sometimes is who you are all the time. So like I always just tried to be authentic, you know. What I mean, sometimes it didn't always come off as poetically as you just described that. <laughs> sometimes you know I, I would say something and it had people kind of jumping back because they weren't ready for that, you know what I mean? And um, I believe though the more times that you stay authentic to yourself, eventually the cream rises to the top. So you're gonna be exactly where you want to be. So it's like who you are sometimes is who you are all the time. So. I appreciate that, man. But it's cool. That's a cool. That's cool that you remember that because that was a moment that you just had to remind me about. You know what I mean? I'm just like, dang. I'm glad like it was so unconscious. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't a conscious act because I didn't know this was going to come full circle. You know, I didn't know you were going to talk about that crazy, right? So it's yeah, like, man. Wow. I'm glad to see like that. Just made me proud of myself, and yeah. I feel like, I feel like. The relationship we have that like people can kind of learn from we're like we don't talk all the time nope. you know what i mean but we, yeah. but we had that brother that we're like we reflect so well that we make each other proud of ourselves you know what i mean each like, other that, that that virtual like, thumbs up we like man I exactly. see you, bro. like you know it's always it's like, love yeah and then like what you just said really connects to it it's like dang man i'm glad that i've been this person thinking through still to the day so that made me feel good about myself that's like self-validation and you need people who bring that out of you, you know what I mean, around you. Real you know talk. what I mean? So it's like, uh, socially, like, I really respect you for like, you know, always being that person that every time I talk to you, you like bring something to the level of like, realization of like, man, you are the same person you were then to the day, day um, to the same person you are today. And that's like honorable. So it was like, dang, man, sometimes I don't see that. You know what I mean? Nah. I just be living, and I'm like, but, and understand that, and that's why we need good people in our corner because we gotta be able to share our flowers with the people while they're still here, man. Everything's so everything's been so crazy in 2020, even yeah. leading into 2021, man. So, and I, I already know I was like, bro, bro, it's not even gonna remember this. I'm sure something like that has happened a hundred times. But to me, bro, I, I had to tell that story because I want the people to know before we really get going just how authentic you actually are. Because I do feel your authenticity has been a huge part of your journey, at least from the outside looking in. Because like I said, I know you a long time, bro. I remember when you was a freshman. You know, say I remember you coming in and the yeah. growth. The growth that I saw year to year, and even still, man, post Nebraska, NFL, you 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 accomplished your dreams, man. I'm sure you got way more that you want to do, but you've done so much already. But you stayed hungry, you stayed focused, bro. And I feel that that authenticity is why you get the support and love that you do, no matter where you go, bro. Because it seems like no matter what city you in, even though you're not from there, it's like you become from there, man. It's like at least from the outside yeah. looking in, I see, man, a lot of people show you love, bro. And it seems like it's because you've kept that authenticity throughout your whole career, man. So so shout out to you, Brooks. That's not easy to do. Honey, bro, I appreciate that, man. That's, dang, that, that, that's- Hey, I got you, man. You know, bro, we ain't about to just be sure, man. We got to tweet on, we got to get into it, man, because it's been a minute. Like, you know how it go, bro. It's been a minute since we really got to chop it up. So of course we just going to be showing, showing love, like that little meme for that. Hey, call this episode gas gas up gas hey. up. <laughs> hey, gas each other up. Hey, listen, the whole time. We, well, we got a little more gassing to do, brother, because man, I I don't want your fans, your tribe, your hive to kill me if we don't talk a little NFL, bro. I want to talk about a lot more than NFL, bro. We gotta talk <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. NFL because I don't want yeah, your no, fans. No, no, we, you know we what I'm saying? And and bro, man, I, I I gotta shout you out, man. I gotta gas you up a little more, bro. You ended the season, bro, on a high note, dog. You ended the season oh. in the end zone with a win. Yeah, man, and it ends up with a win against your former team, the team that drafted you, bro. You got to tell me, man, how did that moment feel? 
<laughs> you know what, man? I, I wish I was like, and this is gonna sound crazy. I wish I was like expecting it more. You know I, what I'm saying? I wish no, I was no, elaborate, expecting it more. elaborate. I wish I was expecting it more because it came at such an unusual time in the game that I literally was in there and I was like about to run my play, my route that I had. And I was thinking like somewhere down the line, I've become so knowledgeable about the game of football that like I'm thinking too logistical in my situations where like something happened, I'd be like, oh crap, that wasn't supposed to come to me necessarily. You know what I mean? But it's like, that's dope too. I'm still gonna make my play, of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, when I lined up, I actually did not, no way. We were in the red zone. I think it was like third and like five. We had gotten an empty set. We, most of the time we run empties, you know what I mean? I'm usually running like a short out route or something like that. And then like the concept they had on the front side, I was already on the back side of the route. The front side concept of the route, Definitely should have went to JJ or, or like Adam Thielen or somebody for sure. You know what I mean? But by some somehow the ball came to me and I was just like I turned. And I was just like oh, easy touchdown. You know what I mean? But it's just easy. like I, I wish I would have expected it more from that standpoint because I I would have definitely like I swagged in the end zone, but I would have swagged way hard, harder. I would have swagged way harder. <laughs> See, it came off as humble. It came off as it like, was, hey, man, you know what? I've been here before. You know what I'm saying? This ain't my first time at this rodeo, bro. So, man, it was yeah. it was dope, man. And I was happy to see you be able to end your season like that. And to see your team. See your team end this season the way that, you know, at least maybe we're going to call it a high note. There's no such thing as more victories, right? I'm sure the season didn't go necessarily how you guys wanted it to go. So when you are able to get a win like that, right, knowing that the season's over no matter what, what is it like in that locker room getting a win like that that's just purely off the strength of y'all hungry for a W? Honestly, bro, it's, it's, it's really, it goes it goes deep in my opinion. Like, cause when you look, like, look at the NFL, every year no roster really changed, stays the same. It's always transactions, it's always gonna be a different team. You don't really, you never really feel the same team ever. It's too much movement, too much movement. You got a draft every year, you got free agency every year. It's really a cycle which we can really get into that, you know, later about, you know, the actual, you know, structure in the field that's like very interesting. But, um, uh, you know, a lot of times, if you end the season on like a bad note, energetically, you're already in like a pissed off mood, right? Because you lost, you, if you're about to be a free agent, you're thinking about like, all right, man, how does, you know, my game film, this last game in my season kind of put me going into free agency and then, if, if, you, if you're coming back on another deal, you're in your deal and you didn't make the playoffs and you lost your last game, um, you're kind of not feeling good about where the team is headed. So, you know, you're kind of second guessing the team. So you're not really bonding as well. So it, that's what ending on a, a negative note sometimes does. Mm. It kind of carries over to the next season, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Obviously new, with that being said, it's a new team. You know, you, you try to refresh yourself in the, in the, uh, the training camps and the pre-sessions and everything. But once the season starts and if say you lose another one or two, you already start getting that, oh, here we go again. The I energy's did. there. It's already the there. there. The energy's there, you know what I mean? So like in, ending with a win, even though we're not where we're supposed to be, it, you look at the, the love in the situation as opposed to the lack. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not thinking in, in lack or fear. You're thinking, well, since I won, Let's look at the bright side. 
we got another, we got, you know, a young receiver that's probably one of the best receivers in the league already right. coming back next year. So you're excited about, excited about that. We got Dalvin Cook, who, in my opinion, is the best running back in the NFL on our team. You know what I'm saying? We got Adam Thielen. Uh, Kirk improved this year. You know what I mean? You're looking at things. The defense is going to return a lot of young guys. You start thinking more optimistically as opposed to if you lost, you, you pointed out where you went wrong. Where you went wrong. You're thinking about, like, right. what you don't have. You're thinking about the lack as opposed to, you know, the plus. You know what I mean? So it's like it really changes the, 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 perspective, um, the perspective of players heading in every direction. The free agent, the guy returning, you know what I mean? The guy who may get traded. It's a, it's a lot of things. There's a lot of variables. So, like, keeping your, your chi, keeping your chi, your energy is, is, definitely, is definitely important, my guy. Yeah, man, I understand it, bro. It's wild just sitting here listening to you talk, man, because you really like this NFL vet mode, bro. It's, it's beautiful to see, man. Six seasons in the NFL, man. That's a beautiful thing, man. That's a blessing. And this season, you talk about things constantly changing. Never, ever in history have we seen a season like this because of COVID-19. Yeah. Games being postponed, things changing around. The way you guys had to go about training camp, the way you guys had to just go about practice, everything is different, right? You talk to the out of character family right now. You're the first NFL player to ever be on out of character. Shout out to you, my brother. Congratulations. <laughs> and so the family want to know, they want to hear from somebody that was in that locker room. What was it like going through a pandemic and still a lot of people at home, a lot of people working remotely. Y'all didn't have a chance to do that. What yeah. was it like working through this pandemic being an NFL player? I mean, it was just, it made everything seem a little bit more grueling. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, obviously the game is physically grueling. You know what I mean? When you play every day, you get tackled, you work out, your body's going to be sore, you know, a little bit every now and then. So the, the physical gruel is expected. But a lot, of, a lot of times what's underestimated is the mental and emotional gruel that the NFL kind of, you know, has on you because obviously – um, there's, there's a work element to this. This is, this is our jobs, you know, at the same time. So the same things that are potentials for the everyday working person are potentials for us as well. So those stressors are there. And with COVID, it made the days a lot tougher because it was a lot more protocols that we had to follow. Things that really made you feel disconnected from actually playing the game of football. You know what I mean? So it's like, man, it's tough to like put aside, okay, Every single day we wear a mask, we're getting tests every single day. Um, the traveling protocols, traveling protocols, people with families. You know, I don't have any children, but like people with family, you know, I, I can only imagine what, you know, what it did for them. Um, adjusting to that, not being able to come home and see your family at times. You know, it's like, it's, that's, you know, the, those are real life elements added to, you know, the actual sport of it, you know, that really brings like a humanizing spectrum to the situation. And um, I, I think that was what was worse for me. Um, everything just felt like a little more grueling where you, you look at it and you have more time at the facility because you can only do so much in certain areas with so many guys. So you got to divide the time differently. So like you're in there for longer blocks. You know what I mean? Like you're, right. you're in there for longer blocks of the day where majority of that day you're not actually practicing. It's a lot of meeting and things that are very important. But like you're around these people a lot more. So you start to just like, dang. This is like, whew, 
it's a lot because you got to think it's, it's all men in there. It's right. all men in there. So it's like it's it's coming. So I mean, for the most part, we have great guys on our team, but I mean, we all got a little stuff to us now. I'm crazy right. too. Right. You know I mean, I'm crazy too. So it's like we all kind of crazy a little bit. So those egos dealing with you know certain things that are it's 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 a lot. You you know how men can be. So it's like you know it's 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 a lot of adage on it from uh, the COVID perspective because of the time block. So it felt a lot more grueling. Nah, I understand that. I can't even imagine, especially because you get even that sort of cabin fever. You're not necessarily home, but you're somewhere in a tight proximity and there's a lot of testosterone, brother. So I understand, man. I feel it. And I, I can only imagine the type of emotional toll just something like that takes. But you mentioned that. You mentioned the emotional tolls of the league, just out even outside of COVID, before COVID even started, there's a lot of things that you all are dealing with. Do you, do you mind going into that a little further? I, I say this all the time, man. I think athletes specifically are some of the most hypersensitive people. And, Why is that? And, and hypersensitive isn't just about like, getting upset really fast, really easy, you know, easily, or getting, you know, losing your cool. Hypersensitive means like you're literally sensitive to the energy that's around you. That can be of your, you know, that can be a good thing and that can also be a detriment to you, right? It's like a gift and a curse. Right. Because being hypersensitive makes us as good as athletes as we are, as quick, as reactive. You know, that's the facet of being hypersensitive. And, um, but it also makes us a lot more aware to the stimulus that are changing. Stimulus that we don't want sometimes, you know? So it, it definitely, emotionally, that does a tug of war on you. Sometimes when you're losing, a lot of times, naturally, the talk in the building isn't good, yeah. energy isn't good. It's easy to kind of jump ship, you know, a lot of times and start thinking for self, you know what I mean? Start thinking for self. And anytime, at least in my experience throughout my career, anytime I thought for self, I didn't like the result. Mm. The, the universe always corrected me. That is about giving. It's always about giving. You know what I mean? It's never about you. You know, nothing is ever really about you. I, that, that's one of the best life lessons I've learned. Is nothing is ever really about you. You know what I mean? And that's it's a beautiful lesson feel. through life throughout life. for, for life. any job life. for any profession that is a beautiful lesson man and i'm sure you've learned a ton of lessons in your career yeah. man i'm sure you got a lot more to do man i've, I've seen you man you just constantly growing it seems Bro. that you improve at everything you put your mind to every single year now we're going into season seven season seven of the nfl right and that okay. is almost three times the career expectancy of running backs for the NFL, man. They barely make it to three years in the league, man. So one shout out to you, brother. This show out of character is about giving flowers, about showing love, brother. And you have continued to not only be in the NFL, but contribute to good teams, man. So shout out to you, bro. That's a, that's a beautiful thing, man. Like I said, I'm here to point things out to you, brother. I'm here to, here to let you know, bro, man, that you're doing some great things. And now that you sit year seven in the NFL, right? You talk about the lessons, you talk about the tolls, we talk about the triumphs of being an NFL athlete, just a, a star athlete in general. The reason you do this, the reason we do anything we do, right, is hopefully because we love it, right? And I know, knowing you, I know that you love football. It's been in your life forever. You've always had it. It's never been gone. Right now in year seven, what is your relationship with football? Now, I'm not talking about the NFL. I'm not talking about teams. I'm not talking about teammates. What is your relationship 
with the game of football right now? That, that's actually a really good question. I was actually thinking about that. Man, that's crazy you asked that, man. Because I was actually thinking about that right after the season. I was thinking that right after the season because I, for the last, like, I'll say two years of my life, I've done a lot of self-reflecting and what a lot of people would call self-healing. A lot of self-healing. Healing from things that I was really just attached to, which were just ideas. I had to peel back a, a layer of scars that were ideas that I had, you know, kind of agreed with that were true, you know? And when that truth was kind of contradicted, I was so heavily in belief that that idea, which ideas aren't true, you know, no ideas is true like that. Like you, you either agree with it or you don't. Right. You know, it doesn't make it true or, or not true. And um, I, I had to kind of heal from a lot of those. And from, from like the last two years, I've been doing a lot of um, self-work, so to speak. That's so Shout I out was to thinking, you. appreciate it. Uh, so what I was thinking of after the season was like, man, I have a lot of things going for me. Um, I just finished up year six. I can see myself playing this game for another three to four years if I want, you know? And then I'm also looking at other things that I'm growing in my life, different business ventures, different passions, um, different opportunities that I never thought would even be something that I would consider, you know? It's, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. I was trying to figure out like, okay, all these other things that I'm starting to become interested in, I'm starting to feel the same way I feel about football as I do about them. That's beautiful, so, man. So I was, you know, finding, I was starting to think like, what's the common denominator? It's gotta be more fundamental than that. It can't just be, be that I'm in love with doing these actions because the actions are just the, the product of the internal. You know what I mean? Like the actions that, are, that we do as people is just a product of like the internal emotion that we really feel. So the things that you really are passionate about and you really want to give to are a, are more more broad and a more fundamental truth about you. And when I was thinking about that, I was like, man, what does football? What I do, what I do with film and directing, screenwriting, um, screenplay writing now. I have I have my own content brand now, Creative House. Wearing it right Shout now. out Creative House. Uh, appreciate that. Appreciate that, man. We, we we about to shake some stuff up. We about to shake yes, some sir. stuff up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, um, some things I'm doing with real estate and um, starting to become more like a holistic healer and teacher myself. Like all those things kind of came down to teaching, in my opinion. I was like, I think I'm in love with, with teaching. I'm in love with being in a position where I can give myself and try to assist. You know what I mean? It isn't just about me like being in love with scoring touchdowns or playing football or the adrenaline of that. Yes, but I feel like the way you handle yourself, the way you play the game, the way you move, people learn, people study that. People want to emulate that because I was that kid. I was that kid who watched running backs who were similar to me and I learned how they moved. And I learned how to do the different jukes from watching them, you know, and they were teachers. And I love that. I love when someone comes to me and they want to learn something about the body or the you know connection of you know the oblique slings and your shoulders and all these technical things that I've tried to learn and teach myself over the years, right. and I can articulate that well that they can go out and they can they can perform it. I've seen it, you know, where like you know I I, I tell someone something they do and they do it better than me, and I'm like, 
Dang, man, that, that shows that I'm passionate about teaching because I explain that well. You know, and I look at football as no different. Football is that for me. I mean, film can definitely be that. We learned so many critical lessons from films that were written. Crazy things. Right. We've learned some conspiracies from films that are written. You know what I mean? Like TV shows too. It's, it's definitely teaching in films. You know what yeah. I mean? Like who's the poison? Red pill, blue pill. We right. won't go there. We won't go there. But anyway, <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> you know. What I mean? But so I went down the line and I found the common denominator was like, bro, I, I love teaching. So like, no matter what the future has in store for me, I'm content with that idea that naturally I will find myself in a position of, to teach. You know what I mean? Whether that's right. still playing football three to four years from now or not. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know like I found my fundamental calling and I try to just stay, stay true to that. And that's a beautiful part of the journey right there, brother, is that you are reflecting, self-reflecting and not only thinking about the past or the present, but you're also thinking about the future, man. Yeah. You're being very critical of yourself. You're being very self-aware because sometimes we hear these horror stories about athletes that aren't able to separate themselves from football. Football has been there their whole life. Basketball has been there their whole life. Golf has been there their whole life. Boxing has been there their whole life. And they are not able to sometimes adapt to what some people would call the real world, right? Being away from that sport, having to retire. Now you got three to four years left. And I find it very impressive that you're already thinking about, you know, what else do I like? outside of football do you see a lot of guys maybe before you because you've seen a lot of veterans man you've been able to play and share a locker room with some great guys have you and you don't have to of course don't don't give me any specific names but have you seen guys struggle with that transition from being an nfl superstar being a player being in those locker rooms those training camps every year to retiring and trying something new you know a lot of people choose to attach themselves to a lot of surface level things and a lot of surface level, level ideas where like the idea of being a celebrity is what people fall in love with. They don't really fall in love with the opportunity that you can have as a celebrity. You know what I mean? Because if you're a good celebrity, you know what I mean? We're talking about good, we're talking about all good celebrities here. <laughs> um, if you're a good celebrity with that platform you have, you try to give back. And, and that's the whole reason why you did it to get to that point so you have enough to actually make change. Right. To actually make change, you know what I'm saying? And um, it, it has two different focal points. I, I see a lot of people um, come in with the idea of like, I wanna, I'm, I just wanna be an NFL player. And that's good. I'm not saying you can't be successful with that. You can go out and have a 16 year career playing the game, doing that, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not, that has any, that doesn't have any representation on how good you're gonna be. You know what I mean? It's just when it comes to you led trying to um, trying to move on after it, you have a very tough time because you attach yourself to uh, a happening, not an experience. Because because an experience is something that's like infinite. We're all in an experience right now, right. you know, of life. We're experiencing life. A happening is something that happens. Then it doesn't. It didn't carry on with you. It happened is in the past. It's, you know what I mean? It's, and a lot of times, like for me, I'm in love with the experience. Mm. In other words, I'm in love with the pursuit of happiness, not the happiness in like the pursuit, in a sense. You know what I mean? Well, I well, 
You feel me? I feel you. I feel you. You feel me? So, um, because that's like living in the moment. For you, you live, you're living in the moment. moment and appreciating everything right. that's coming and not thinking and stressing about things that you can't control five, 10 years right. down the road. And here's a good example. Here's a good example. Say we were on a train and we both were kids and we had, we were hanging out the window, old school 1960s movie style. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, had, we, had, we had balloons in our hands and the balloons were waving in the wind. If I drop my balloon, I can't go back and get that balloon and expect it to catch up to my seat. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, don't, you know what I mean? Don't, don't think like life doesn't keep moving. It's always evolving. Change is constant. You know what I mean? So it's like for me to really attach to something that's not constant, which is just an idea. You know what I mean? It's just an idea because like the idea of NFL athlete, like you just alluded to, for a running back, I've tripled that amount. Right. So it's like, what if I didn't triple that amount? What if I only did the amount? Right. But I was attached to the happening. Now it'll take me years to recover my identity. It'll take me a long time to figure out what really makes me tick. Because the only thing that made me tick for what I had agreed with was the happening, not the experience. Right. Which was football. Football's a happening. Football's just a happening. I'm be, I hope to live for 85 years or longer. Or longer. You know what I mean? Or longer. However long. Make me let me hit that hundred mark. I'll, you know what I mean? I'm I trying to go for 150, yeah. man. 150. I'm, I'm That's one, my goal. I'm trying to be Yoda. You know what I mean? I'm trying to be Yoda. I'm trying to become translucent and just float around. There you but, go, uh, King. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? What yeah. Them, what them, what them December 21st powers, bro? That's what I'm saying. Hey, bro, I feel like we have them, man. I think they hear and they tuck, bro. I think we got them, man. We, we going to get into that too, bro, because I want to know what your power is, man. I know yeah, yeah, we all got something. Oh, yeah. For sure, for sure. But um, I think the fundamental thing is a lot of people are attaching to the service level, the happening, as opposed to the underneath the experience, the meaning. You know what I mean? Because, you know, a lot of people are externally stimulated you know it's like how you look you know what i mean like what, what, what you wear what kind of car you drive how much money you have who you hang around you know things like that really as a as a culture not just athletes you know what i mean as a culture in america we really value that and i, I don't really know why we definitely value that like that's one of our if, if you had to say anything about america that will be in the, probably the top 10 of the list. Top 10 of the list, you would definitely go into detail about how America is very fascinated with how everyone else is doing. And what everyone, like that. Has, yep. Yep. what everyone else has and what does this mean if this person does this in their life and what does that mean for their career? And let's assume on all of their life and just, it's, 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 it's sick, honestly. It's sick sometimes, but it's like, shoot, we raise the kids in this. It's the machine, man. And you talk about talk about things that Americans value, that people value. What do you value at this point in your life? Not just at your NFL career, but just your life as a man. We could tell from just listening to you talk, brother, that you're constantly reflecting, constantly growing. What does Amir Abdullah value the most at this point in his life? Probably breath. Damn. Damn, brother. Go ahead and get philosophical, man. Now you know you got to break that down for us. What yeah, about bro. breath? 
do you value Probably the most outside of the fact that it makes you live? Yeah, man. I mean, shoot, it's, it's the one thing we have in common as all creatures that we can't live without. Like, you can live without water, you can live without food for a little bit, and you'll still be living. You try to hold right. your breath for more than 20 minutes. You know, I want to know what the world record is for the longest held breath. They probably don't have one because they probably just end up dying. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, so, like, technically, you pass out. So technically, you didn't get the record. You feel me? Because, <laughs> so like, right, if you die, then what's the record, right? Think about what's the record? Like dying you, disqualify you. You disqualified you. <laughs> I, I got to write that down. I got to write that down. <laughs> I would say um, the reason why I'm really the most thankful for the breath is because it's that check-in for me. And it's a really allowed me to return to source in the sense of, like, I am capable of anything I really want. And I'm the only one who can really stop that. Mm. And I think everyone is capable of that. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you are listening to my guy, Nero Abdullah, <laughs> dropping these gems. This is episode 11 of the Out of Character Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC too if you're listening. We appreciate you for listening. And Amir, brother, we appreciate you for being here with us on the Out of Character Podcast. Bro, there's a lot more I want to get into. There's a lot more I want to get into, especially because you've already alluded to the fact that you do a lot more things than just being an NFL running back, man. You have a lot of passions. You have newfound loves that you're just now starting to get into, brother. And I, I wanna touch on that because, especially now, I think things are a lot different now for the athlete, right? We've had this more than an athlete movement, which has really just opened up the door and paved the way for these athletes to feel empowered and know that they're able to try and do other things without being seen as unprofessional or being yeah, seen yeah, yeah. as, you know, somebody that's not taking their job seriously. Now, you have been a vet for a while, and you have actually seen, you know, the NFL before. This more than an athlete movement, and now you are a part of the NFL that is embodying this more than athlete movement. It's not just the NFL. It's the NBA. It's all sports. Initially, because you, I know you, but you've always had creative aspirations. You've always wanted to do more things. Did you find it hard to be taken seriously when you tried to do other endeavors outside of the NFL? Did you find it hard initially? It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing, really. It's, it's actually a paradox to live within. You mm. know, it's a paradox to live within because um, uh, a lot of times, naturally, and I find myself in this place, too. Everything I just explained about attaching to the surface level, I still do it, too. I'm not perfect. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm still a children of this era, too. You know, and my, thing, my message is, you feel me? Yeah. And my message is awareness is key. If you attach to that surface level, a lot of times that surface level narrative is um, while you're playing, just focus on football. But on the other side of the spectrum, it's also don't, you know, you better find something else to do. NFL isn't forever. You know what I mean? Mm. So you have those two conflicting viewpoints a lot of times where if you're doing something and you're you're really trying you know what i mean like yeah you're, really trying. yeah. Like you're actually you're actually trying to like yo no nah, like this is for my life you feel me like this yeah this is my well-being <laughs> this is nothing about y'all like please don't take this personal as if like this is me trying to do something outside of my life as a shot towards football it's like right right like, 
it's crazy. It's crazy. Like I'm yeah, human, people. I'm a human being. I'm human. Like, yo, like, <laughs> realize, like, I gotta live after this too, right? Like, you gotta keep bringing money and you gotta keep providing. Like, it doesn't stop. Yeah. And I think people think y'all just get like a monthly stipend, like you're the president or something. And when you retire, you just get taken care of. Hey, I'm like, and like this. Don't get me wrong, bro. I've made a lot of money for a 27 year old man. I'm talking, King. Say it, man. Say it. But at the same time, bro, I'm not Dalvin Cook right now, who just right. signed a $50 million deal. Shout out, you Dalvin Cook. Me, right? You know, I'm shout out to my dog, Cook, yeah, best, yeah. Running back, best running back in the league. I, you heard it here right now. Hey, I'm going to agree with you. You feel me? Like, I'm going to agree with you. Boy, my dog, he an OG. And he ain't even scratched the surface. That's the scary thing. He ain't just got the surface. Dude he's really dude. not even close. Nah, not dude. even close. He he looked crazy this year. Day, bro. I see him every day, man. He, he's still young. He's still learning. So with those two conflicting um, viewpoints, a lot of times it's like, what do I choose? Do do I you know sit here and buy into only this job that once this job is done with you, they done with you. You know what I'm saying? They, that's done the with truth. You. That's like, facts. It's like. Why can't I do both? You know what I mean? It's like so they're pretty much encouraging you just to focus on the game, so they can be in t so they can be entertained, right? Anyway, right. The, the next <laughs> so they can be entertained. That's really all it comes down to. It's selfish. It's crazy, bro. As a sports fan, I can tell you how selfish we can be sometimes, man. It's not even realistic, our expectations for y'all sometimes. Can you imagine what people in Massachusetts were walking around thinking about Tom Brady on a regular basis? They probably thought he was an angel. Like, K. Will just doing things that just this aren't true. And I'm sure you dealt with it too, man, in Nebraska, bro. People treated you like you weren't even a human being. And it's like, come on, man. Oh my goodness, I'm, I'm over here taking notes, bro, because everything we're saying is just like, it's dope right now. That That is so true. Think about, bro, the fact that the fans get mad a lot of times at the player for probably not performing the way he wants or like maybe doing something in the media or something for living their life as if the, the players are indebted to some responsibility of like really entertaining them other than the fact that they watch them on TV. So I guess, you know, there's some like a debt exchange right there. But something happens the, where it just like hits a switch and like reality changes. And y'all don't get the same treatment as Billy Joe working in Lowe's. They paint the picture as if the player is the selfish one when the when the fan is really the selfish one. And the unrealistic like, think, one. Think about that, bro. Like, think about that. That that's a that's a crazy like plot twist. Plot twist. The whole time, like the way like they paint up players are like, oh, they're selfish. This that, and the third. When it's like, honestly, the fans are the ones that are more selfish because they're demanding all of these expectations just so they can be entertained. Have, have you ever had a fan go too far? Like, and I know how Nebraska fans get, no, man. And I know you've been no. in some tough towns. It's some football-loving towns. I played, in, I played in Detroit, bro. And then, like, yes. my friend didn't go how I wanted to go. You mm. know what I mean? So it's like, bro, you think you think I seen some crazy stuff? Bro, it's unbelievable things. I remember y'all got hurt. Y'all got hurt. Some of the things that were, like, said to me about, like, suck up the injury and play. When I had just had, like, foot surgery, I was like, dang. And you're going and, through it emotionally. Like, this is an injury. Uh, you like, got hurt because like, you want to be on that field. I just had foot surgery. Yep. Like, and, uh, I promise you, if I could be out there, I would. And it's kind of hard to, like, steer away from that identity a lot of times. Mm. You know what I mean? Especially with the NFL where it's like, man, 
if if you go through something traumatic, like think about Josh Gordon. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. He's been through a lot of the protocol stuff. You know what I mean? But or even other players too, like Alden Smith. Alden Smith went through like the substance uh, substance abuse um, situation For you know, a, a couple times. But now he's come back and he's he's having a heck of a career again. Yes, he is. Heck of a career again. You know what I mean? And I think that shows like what life is about. You know what I mean? Life comes full circle. A lot of times you got to see the dark before you see the light. You know what I mean? And yeah, he went through the dark and now he's back in the light and he's probably happier than what he ever been. I hope he's doing well. You know what I mean? And I feel like that grace isn't really given from that perspective from the fans a lot. Where it's like, yo, yeah, we got that responsibility, man. We're going to entertain you. I think we should do that to best of our abilities. Be respectful. You know what I'm saying? Be respectful. Be someone that who's a model. You know what I mean? Don't think just because you're in this position, you can say what you want just because you got money. And at the end of the day, you on top. You know what I mean? That's a stupid ideology. Take responsibility in what you work for because there's dignity in the spot that you hold. You know what I'm saying? Mm, so amen. I definitely feel like we should, we should uphold and keep those standards. But at the same time, respect that this is also just a happening. This isn't my experience of life. This isn't who I'm going to be my entire life. Therefore, I am human. So give me the same graces that you would give yourself, your wife, your brother, your friend, your coworker, your boss. You know what I'm saying? Right. All these people. Give me, give me the same respect of like, he can go through life situations. So going back to Alder Smith, yeah, he has such some substance abuse and on the certain, you know, or like they, they label it substance abuse, but it may be something minor. You don't even know what really even happened. No you know what I'm clue. saying? The whole details. Yeah. You have no clue, but you see that headline and you make a judgment on this person and you leave hateful things on their social media or you burn their jersey or you just, you know, spread gossip around the town that like this person sucks because yada, 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 because they're a bad person because you know, he smoked weed or he did something like that. And it's like, Okay, I, I get it. You may not support whatever he did in his life and your life, but this this brother or this person is going through something. Mm. You know what I mean? Why they're would you human being. Why would, they're a human being. Anytime you made a mistake, what's the last thing you want to hear? Criticism. The last the world, thing. When you feel it low, nobody wants to get kicked down. From one person, down. let alone an entire fan base. And people don't and, think like and, that. And, and, and don't get me wrong, I am a realist. That's life. That's not something I think is going to change. I'm, this is not me saying we need to change that. No, I'm saying I'm aware, like, I'm, I'm just putting it on front street. You know what I mean? I'm just putting it on front street where it's like, if we really want to be the human beings that we always post that we want to be, say we want to be as a country, which at this point, I'm really just thinking, we don't want, we don't really want to be those human beings for real. Not for real. Not but for like, real. not for real. But if we say we do, then bro, like, be fair, be in the middle. So, bro, we all about out of character moments. This is out of character, right? We're all about funny moments, out of character moments. And one thing, you being a Minnesota Viking, that's like been like a viral video that's like been going around, I think it's a few years old, is of a Minnesota Viking player. He's in the locker room and he's interviewing other players. Much like the matter of the street stuff I do. And he's asking, what teammate would you least like to date your sister? Uh, uh, have, are you familiar with that video? I'm familiar. I'm familiar. Okay, so familiar. brother, man, I, I have to ask you, bro. I have to. Every single person in that video, without hesitation, said Stefan Diggs. Now they didn't ask you, but one, it's a two-part question. Who would you have said? And if it is Stefan Diggs, why did everybody answer like that, bro? Like, what what is that about? There's got to be more to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First and foremost, 
Stephon is my boy. Me and Stephon yes. actually, yeah, we have the same agent. We literally, we have the same agent. So shout out to him, up, man. Yeah, we, we meet up annually at the retreat. So that's really like my homie, homie. That's real. dope, man. You know what I mean? So I'm but, glad I asked. I'm glad I asked. Yeah, I'm glad you actually asked that. That's funny. But me, me and Stephon are very different people. Very different people. Which I think that's why we get along. It's because mm. we're both people who stand in our truths very sternly. Like, we ain't gonna really be shook, shooken off. You know, we gonna hear you out, but we still gonna be who we are after we leave that conversation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Except fun is like that. And uh, he's a little fiery. I, I don't know, you know what I mean? I don't really know his relationship past like that. I don't know how, you know, how he is. You know, to, in, in my opinion, I think he's a very thoughtful individual. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna gas him up here. You know, There you go, there you go. I'm gonna gas him up. I think Stefan's a very uh, thoughtful individual. Will always buy people gifts around, you know, Christmas time. Would always do little nice things for the family. Super funny. Uh, connected with everybody. I would say the reason why they probably said that is they were connecting dots. Connecting dots. Mm. Where Stefan was the biggest celebrity on the team. You know what I mean? Minnesota Miracle. So people know him. Right, he right. has a million. He's not many football players have a million followers unless you're a quarterback. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like unless you're a quarterback or like that top guy in your position, like a Stefan now. You know what I mean? Like he has a million followers. So it's like people know of Stefan and the way he plays the game and the way he like goes about life is very mamba mentality ish. Yeah. Of like, yo, he not taking no for an answer and he is not with the BS. You know what I'm saying? So like, if you BSing him, he gonna pull your car. So that that fieriness of him, they probably are like, nah. Because that's that's much. a great thing to have on the field, but when it, it comes is. to courting your sister, it's a whole other yeah, ball. It's like, yeah, it's like you know, I don't want to date my sister. They, you know what I mean? He's a handsome dude. He's a handsome dude. So they 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 may be assuming like he might have a lot. You know, maybe he's a playboy. Man. They would just yeah, make it an unfair assumption of the young king. Yeah, but what I would say, the young king is not a playboy from what I know. You know what I mean? He's a really good dude, really good dude, really genuine dude. Works the hardest working dude I've ever seen. Mm. The hardest working dude. I played with Calvin Johnson. I played with this dude named DeAndre Levy that worked really hard. Bro, I'm telling you, Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen's a machine. CJ Hammer. Dalvin Cook worked super hard, but Stefan did. Hardest working man I've seen in a long time, bro. And it and shows. It is crazy. He's a, he's he is man. He's he's locked in. He's locked in. And see, that's why I had to ask you, bro, because I know y'all are boys. But he said, like you know, me, you know each other. So I know that's your guy, and I know you would clear the air for him. Cause man, let me tell you, when that video came out, bro, it was just hot for my man. All of us is like, hey, bro, it's like that. My man out here giving it up like that. The whole team. <laughs> his, his response was perfect, though. He was like. I'm actually a nice guy. That you know, he me. was like, and I'm glad you said he was a nice guy. Okay, really nice guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's funny because he is, but he ain't. You know what I mean? Like, he is, but he ain't. Like, yeah, you a nice guy, but like, you got, he got that, he's spicy, bro. So you're you, like, saying you wouldn't let him date your sister, essentially, either? I, I would say this. I think his interest and my sister's interest would not coincide. 
Man, that is such a good way. Brother, you might have a future in politics, brother. Man, after this talk, man, you might have a future in politics, brother, because you know how to answer, man. So me, bro, I, I'm a journalist, man. You know me, bro. I take my job seriously. And even though we homies, you know, I had to Google you, bro. I had to know you on a personal level. I'm not just on a personal level, but on a business level. Knowing what my guy has yeah. going on, what the headlines are saying. And I don't know if you know this. I had no idea that this was something that's going on. I don't know who did this to you. But do you know that Wikipedia says that you are married? I don't know who did that. <laughs> so I wasn't sure if you knew. I know, I, I knew that, I knew that. Cause let I me tell that. you, that's a fun oh. rabbit hole to go down. It's somebody that had no clue. Cause I was like, wait, talk about, talk about. I was like, bro, how did I not at least know that my guy got married? So I, I, I went in and did a little digging cause they had the young lady's link spouse and then it had a link, but I'm not gonna say her name. And so I went to her page and looked at the pictures and I'm like, talk about. They show her husband and I'm like, yo, is this Amir's brother? Yeah. Is that, yeah, is that what I'm like, dude, who made that's that exactly mistake? That's exactly what it is. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's the weirdest thing, bro. It's the weirdest thing I've ever experienced in life. And bro, I've had some crazy stuff happen to me. Like, it was it was crazy stuff that happened to me where like I realized like, huh, people think about me. Somebody just I, decided to do that, bro. There was bro, I, I don't know why I never thought people thought about me. I, I I was living so much within my re, my right, perspective, right. which is walking every day like do 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 do. I never really think that people think about me, which is like, dang, bro, why was I disconnected to that? But people think you had about nothing to do with that. It. It's not like somebody yeah. you like like you get a text message or email when somebody puts something up of you on the internet. It's just I, there. I still don't know who. Still don't know who. You know what I mean? So, and it's just like, what do I do? I don't I don't know anyone at Wikipedia, and I really like. It's not true. So like for me in my own personal life, my own personal life, I'm fine. But like, it, 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 I, it's funny because it worries more people who aren't me than me. That, that actually happened like, I was actually getting out of a long relationship back in like 2007, 16 or 17. And you know, I was, you know, I was hurt. You know, I'm hurt, I'm coming out of a relationship. I'm like, dang man, I got, I, I got, I got a, what's going to be next for me? Cause you know, after, you know, it's a lesson in everything. So I'm like, damn, what is this? What's this lesson I'm about to learn? A lot of self-reflecting so, during I, breakups, a, you, a ton. You feel me? <laughs> you feel me? Like, yeah. so I was reflecting and then out of nowhere, I get hit with this news that I'm married, that I'm married. It probably came and, in a nasty text too, huh? And, oh, let me get more, let me get more context <laughs> to the story actually. So. This was actually in the 2017. I, no, it was like middle 2017. I had broken up with someone early 2016, so it had been like a year, year and a half. I'm ready to get back on the wagon. You know, I'm yeah, ready, ready to get back on the wagon. And Spread I'm wings. talking to this, I'm talking to this young woman, and I'm still trying to heal from my past, you know, relationship. Right, right. And I'm trying to start something new, which isn't, I wouldn't encourage people to do, get in a relationship too soon after you're already in one, because even listen, a year and people, a half later, listen. even a year and a half later, I wasn't as healed as I thought I was, you know what I'm saying? Right. You know, I we wasn't never ready are. To, We never are. I, you know, you know so until that one time you are, until that yep. one time you are. Amen. And, then, Amen. and then you're always happy, you know what I mean? <laughs> or like, At least that's know, what they tell us, right? That's what they tell us. At least that's what they tell us. So, so I was dating again, and I've been talking to this young woman now for about almost a month, okay. almost a month. So we're progressing. Mm. We're progressing to that point where it's like, okay. 
we're not a thing yet, but it's like we've both identified that we're interested in each other further than just friends. And news comes out, she finds out the news of allegedly I have a wife. Allegedly, I have a wife. And you just take it back. I I, I was shocked at first, which, I mean, the the situation didn't escalate to a point that was crazy. But, like, it was tough because we were in in opposite cities at the time. And and when you use the phone, you lose the tone. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's a bar right there. That is is a bar right there. That might be the name of this episode. When you use the phone, you lose the tone. So a lot of times, I'm taken back. She sends me like, well, so what is this? You know, I was like, what is this about? And so I'm trying to explain, like, this is crazy. I'm not married, yada, yada, but it says you are. I had to go. And at that time, when it happened, all these links didn't exist. Like, the article you saw didn't even exist yet. It was just the word. It was just the word. It was, it was, it was straight grapevine. Straight through the grapevine, bro. It was like... It was some high school Chinese whisper <laughs> stuff, bro. It was it was foul. It was foul, bro. Because it was like my word against whoever wrote the story's word. Who you going to And, and I'm sure she's looking at you. You're an NFL athlete. Like, we know the stuff around y'all. It's NFL athlete. Right, here we go. So, NFL athlete, she's thinking, I f- was duped. I was tricked. This guy, man, he's, he's, he, he's Robin Hood. He's, he's a dog. Robin Hood. He's the reverse Robin Hood. He's he's terrible. You know what I mean? Pour gasoline on him. Light, light him on fire right now. And I had to go through low, I had to go through like hoops and bounds to prove the truth in the story. And then when I finally found the article, the, the picture they were using, and it was my brother and his wife, I was like, yo, this is my brother. You know what I mean? Like, luckily, we were able to spin it into like a humorous, like, you remember that time? You know, yeah, you know, yeah. like we spun it that way, but nevertheless, the relationship did not work out. We are not together today. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear at least it had nothing to necessarily do with the Wikipedia post. But I think that no, is crazy. No, and to anybody no, no. listening, to anybody that loves and supports Amir Abdullah, people, actions like that could cause a lot of drama. Because you could have been with the wrong, you could have been with the wrong sister. You could have been with the wrong sister that wouldn't even text you, that would have pulled up on you in this other city and put work on Here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing, man. You know, you know me. You actually met me through a girlfriend. Yes, yep, yep. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. I am, I have dated all shades, all shades, like literally all shades. And like, I'm really trying to think like, dang, bro, I really have dated all shades. All shades, like that, that, I, I I've seen it, that. I've seen I, it. But at the same time, I wasn't with the sister at that time. So imagine if I was with a Ooh, sister. Boy, you oh. got lucky on that one. But the oh. thing is, it still exists. So like, I'm sure like, does it come up often now? Like, because I'm sure, like, I don't know if this happens to athletes, but I'm sure y'all get Googled quite a lot, especially when a woman starts to date you, right? So that had to have come up a number of times, and I'm sure you're just used to explaining yourself at this point. I actually got a funny story about that, too. (laughs) Let's hear it, man. We love the stories. A funny story about being Googled one time, and this actually, yo, this is one of the craziest things that have ever happened to me. So this was, this was... I ain't gonna say where I was at because I don't. I don't even want to give it away. I don't even want to give it away. I don't want to single it out too much. I was in a. I was in a place where I once again was like, "Hey, I'm back on the horse." You know what I mean? If I meet somebody, I meet somebody. 
Let optimistic. Just yeah. feeling good, man. I'm just feeling optimistic good. Optimistic. Receiving the world, man. Just receiving the world. Meet someone. I'm like, okay, we're, she's cool. I'm not even at the point of like, oh man, I'm very interested in this person yet. But great conversation. She's an artist. I have a. I'm a sucker for artists just because I, I feel like artists are the ones who really are like connected the closest to like love. Like right, for real people, right. not just artists like singers and stuff like that, but people who connect with the inner artists within themselves. Cause there's like an emotional sensitivity it's, you have to have to be sense. like a creative. No, I completely understand. I completely you know what I mean? Like some about those type of people that I fall in love with, mm. you know what I mean? And it's like, so I, I saw that potential there. But mm. when we met, we had conversations. We never really talked about what we do. I never said what I did. She Googled me. I, we were we were enjoying brunch, which she was she was one person who actually introduced me to brunch. I'm from the hood, bro. I'm not gonna lie. was never on brunch. <laughs> bro, see that one thing people really don't understand about me as well is like I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, bro. Like I don't know if you ever been down there, man, but like it's nah. it's it has its own little culture that's like not something to be crazy proud of because there's some reckless stuff that happens down there yeah. in terms of like violence and stuff. But it's you kind of got to respect because it's such a small country area that like the city of Birmingham has a lot of stuff going on in it. And if you come from there, you kind of got to be, have a little bit of like sternness to you. You know what I mean? A little sternness to you or you, unshakableness to you. So like, I had never even heard of brunch, bro. Like, not like that. Like, then this is years into the league. You know what I'm saying? Like I had heard about brunch, but I had never been to brunch. I'm right. like, what is brunch? You start your days at 5 a.m., so what's brunch? You feel me? Like, yeah. So, like, if you have time, to me, I never had time to brunch. So, That's like, having that time was, she, you know, she, we were at brunch, and she brought it up at brunch, and she I was like. Straight up, I Googled you. Googled me and was upset, my brother, was upset because she felt like I was being dishonest about who I was. And it threw me on a tangent of thoughts of just like, wow, that's what people think? Because somewhere deep down, this may not be true, but this is my rationale of the situation. This could be completely false. So if she's hearing this and she's like, get over yourself. I wasn't thinking about you that much. Right on. You know what I'm saying? Right on. <laughs> right on. Kudos to you. But here's my rationale with the situation. <laughs> She, Shorty still Googled you. Like, I mean, I don't know how she could even argue that. She Googled you, bro. <laughs> but that was nice of you. <laughs> she Googled me. She, she was trying to make the case that I was being dishonest with her because I would have just, if I was real, I would have just told her, um, you know, what what I do, uh, what I do, and then trust her not to know. But I wasn't, she was thinking about the situation in a too marginalized sense. Sense. She was talking about the specifics of like, oh, I Google him, he plays football, and I, I hear like football players are like a certain way, or, you know, maybe he didn't want to tell me because he may think I may want his money or something like that. You know, she, it was, like that, that was a lot of the conversation that we were having at the table that was thrown out. So it made me kind of assume that like, she had an idea formulated the minute she read that. You know what I'm saying? So I was thinking like, dang, that threw me on a tangent of thoughts of like, dang, even someone like her, she was super her spiritual vibe, great taste in music, and you're a teacher, you know what I mean? Like nurturing, really cool person, still could be plagued with attaching to ideas and identities 
and projecting that onto people. And because you know what true. probably happened? What happened in this instance, in the instance you talked about before? What happens is they Google you, right? And this comes up. Then what happens next? You don't get contacted right away. You don't hear anything about it right away. What happens first is it gets screenshotted. Then it gets sent to the group chat where the sisters is all in there. So it's not just her idea. Now, who knows what she's thinking? But now her friends is piling on to that idea. Oh, girl, I told you. I told you he wasn't shit. Female group chats are like, bro, they're like the Justice League, bro. Like, if you, if you can imagine, if you can imagine a female uh, chat room as a physical space, right. imagine it like a Star Trek command center where you, you just walk in, the doors open up, choo, you, you know, you walk in and your girl is like the commander. She's sitting <laughs> she in the right middle. center. <laughs> she right in the center. She got, she got people on communication. She got people on clapback. She got, she got, people, <laughs> she, she got people on overreact. You know Everybody's what I mean? Every, their stations. <laughs> every station is manned. And the minute she dropped that news in there and they start deliberating as a democracy, Ooh. my brother, as, as a democracy, fam, it's, it is. That's the worst place for a brother to be in. Because it's winless. What you get into the group chat, bro, no matter what it is, whether you did something wrong or she's making fun of you, unless she is in the group chat explaining the type of beautiful night she had with you, and even did, you might still be in a place of judgment to where you cannot defend you yourself. You are. You know, no, there's not even then. It is still then. Because now you have etched, you've etched an expectation and a standard. Ooh. And you have to live up to it. And it's like, oh, which is like, I actually love the challenge. I love the challenge. But for me to say that's not a scary challenge, I would be lying. You know what I'm saying? It's still scary. Hey, but I, but I, I think we all feel you too. You know what I mean? I love the idea of just like, you know what? I'm in a battle. You know what I mean? I'm in a battle for what I know is right. That's you the athlete in you. You feel me? Yes, sir. <laughs> but, but that's hilarious, man. The, the woman group chat is a deadly place to be. So she probably did do that with the information, you know? Shifted to it. She probably, you know, Kyrie dribbled down the lane, throw the hoop to James Harden real quick to the group chat. Like, I'm going yep. to serve up this assist. What y'all slamming down with? And they probably was like, mm, he probably don't want you to know about his money. Uh -huh. mm. And they just throwing into the stew. And the stew's cooking and it's marinating. And by the time y'all had brunch, Boy, that stew was ready to serve, bro. So she had she had the lines and everything ready for you, bro. I know she was letting it go. I it know was, she was, was letting it go. It was unbelievable because, like, you you ever been, like, defeated in an argument but, like, not be wrong? Like, bro, bro that, that's, one of, that's one of the most demoralizing feelings. That you can ever experience, bro. Like it's like what the hell I'm supposed to do? What am I supposed to do, bro? And, and, and young men, I'm telling you right now from experience, no, this is something a place where you're going to kind of live and like tear this statement apart. If you know you you people who like you super serious people, if you want to, but get used to being the person who loses a fight but is not wrong. In relationships, man. Men because, everywhere. That is what happens. That women, is what happens. Hold, women hold a trump card. A trump card of like ace of spades, deuces is wild. However you play it. You feel me? <laughs> like, uh, they gonna connect it back to, but I thought of it more deeply than you did. 
something around something around that 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 emotion that, and that feeling that emotion yeah. of i'm more emotionally invested or i saw it from the level of like because i care you know <laughs> and that's you a ground we don't compete. stay on much especially not early compete. on you can't compete you literally can't compete it's a landslide because <laughs> what do you say to somebody that really is just telling you at the end of the day i care about you i care about you you are a monster you have to just be like you know what okay and you have to move on as the man and men we do not get that same type of luxury i would be remiss if i didn't mention a moment that i feel you were a part of history right not just when it comes to statistics, not just when it comes to being an athlete, but you were a part of civil rights history. And you didn't necessarily ask to be a part of it. No NFL player did. But when Kaepernick kneeled for the first time on that NFL field during the national anthem, it changed a lot of things, man. It changed oh, yeah. a lot of things. It changed a lot of conversations. There was so much division. And you're somebody that lived through it. You were in the NFL before it happened. You were in the NFL when Colin Kaepernick was a starting quarterback. And you're in the NFL post everything that has happened with Colin Kaepernick. For those of you that don't know, you should know. But for those of you who don't know, Colin Kaepernick kneeled to shed light on police brutality to black and brown people. Something that, of course, we are still seeing today, a problem we are still seeing today. And when he kneeled, not only did it divide the NFL, but it divided locker rooms and divided players and you are a part of those locker rooms and you are a black man a black man from the south a black man that had to move to a place like nebraska where there was maybe seven percent of us total at the university so you have been around brother detroit minnesota honestly i don't even know if it is seven percent like i was being okay, nice it might be like four and i know that sounds like we're being we're not exaggerating people that is really what it was like so for somebody okay. like you to and like i say this all the time that sometimes racism is new for people some people really haven't dealt with it or felt it but people like me and you that come from where we've come moving all over so much we've dealt with it a lot so brother please what was it like after that first time calling Kaepernick kneeled for not only you, but for the rest of your NFL brothers, what were their locker rooms like? I remember where I was when it first, when it happened, you know, we were in a place where, you know, obviously everyone has their, their views. And I think that moment was when the polarization movement happened. Like we started to like polarize everything. Everything's super polarized, but it's like, if, if you are on this side of the spectrum, it's super extreme. Like you go super hard on that side of the spectrum. You don't even try to see the other side of the spectrum. Man. You know? And then if you're on this side of the spectrum, you go super hard on this side and you don't even try to see that side. So it was like such a divide, black and white. Ironically, you know, uh, coincidentally, black and white, you get it? The similarity. <laughs> For real. Um, um, it's crazy as that black and white, it's not much gray in between, but I remember it was just a lot of, it was a lot of back and forth of, with guys on the, on the, uh, on the team, man. And it, mm. it was such a delicate situation to even speak on because, um, once again, kind of going back to the, the, the breath and, you know, really staying in the sympathetic nervous system and staying at a certain pace where you can really like decipher truth and not let your emotions completely just ruin you, you know what I mean? Like having that healthy blend where like you you could empathize, empathize enough to um, show love but not be so 
far in your detriments and your emotions or too much in the, the yin the yin side of your you know your spiritual existence if you, you know want to explain it that way um that you let emotions just ruin your life and you deal with a lot of like guys in the locker room who are super parasympathetic and i would argue the the parasympathetic in them actually kind of helps them be good football players sometimes the dudes who are super wired up and just don't care they ready to set it off at any moment yeah, yeah. you know that guy you know that guy is just like yo and they, they come nice in all shades i'm not talking. yeah it's not that having to feel but it's sometimes tough to have in the locker room because it's like um i mean no, like i said they come with all shades they come black they come white they come you know yellow they come you know everything you know yeah. and every you moment know, everything you know i've seen it so a lot of times doing that kind of situation where everything was super polarized where it's like if you agree with this that means xyz is also true about you right right, you know, if you believe right. this we can assume that you yada 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 so yeah. we ain't talking, you know what i mean or just banging all the time and as someone who kind of like i explained kind of tries to stay in the middle it was really tough to actually not be clumped in to the side that was super you know of course yeah, Kaepernick's kneeling because of this. Don't you see? Don't you see? Don't you see? He's doing it because of the police brutality, not because he's, you know, trying to disrespect the army. Yada yada yada. Right. They caught me into that group. Which, don't get me wrong, I am definitely way more over there. But I'm in a place that I'm just more shocked that like any of it really even matter. Mm. Like matter from the sense of just like people who are upset about it, or people, you know, or anything. Because, I mean, I just, I just thought the story when it first started was a little bit more casual. Because I mean, I remember him standing, um, it being reported, excuse me, that he had talked to like an actual army vet and asked, like, you know, would that be disrespectful or something? And the guy was saying, like, no, no, like, no, nah, whatever. Yeah. But it, it still blew up to the point where, like, I was just, I was in a, a state of shock that, like, hey, man, we really like, we tripping over this, huh? Because you couldn't understand why it turned into, oh, yeah, he's disrespecting I, the flag. Like, like you didn't. Yeah, well, yeah, that. And, and I, I really was more thinking, like, even, you know, the side of, like, yeah, he's standing up. But it's like, yeah, he's standing up. He should be, I was on the side of, like, he is exercising his artistry as a human. To choose how he feels about something. You know what I mean? That's yeah. not, not legally anywhere that says he can't do that or anything not hurting so anybody hurting, you know what i mean so i i always just thought like oh okay i i, I fool with that i didn't think the movement was don't get me wrong i actually thought him taking the knee i was like okay that's cool you know what i mean that's cool at first like that's fine i respect his, his stance but i wasn't really thinking like oh this is going to change things until people polarized and then that, I think that polarization of the situation brought things to the surface. And then that's when I kind of was like, oh, I get it. Yeah, it's about race, obviously. But now I'm seeing that people will defend those two identities to the death. You know what I'm saying? When I just really feel like the focus is so surface level with that approach that I kind of have, I get sick to my stomach because that is only a like racism is only a symptom to like really the bigger issue so the fact that we're 
so upset about the symptom and not even started working on the source mm. really bothers me. You know what I mean? It really bothers me. And I try to, anytime I'm in those conversations now, and I'm naturally doing it right now, I kind of divert away from what you, you know, your, your question was. Um, I divert that towards like, man, action steps, bro. And then action steps, not always just to even, I mean, of course, it's certain realities that we need to take care of that are in the immediate of our physical existence in terms of systematic racism, um, inequality with wealth, inequality in the country. You know, I mean, you can see how that's broken up and you look at the demographics that hold the least amount of money. You know, you, you can start looking at that kind of stuff and realize like, okay, systematically that stuff needs to change, so we need to do something. But before you can really liberate yourself from a system, you got to liberate yourself. And you know what I mean? Like you can't liberate yourself from a system until you've liberated the self. So for example, to put in an example, if, you know, as a black community, if, if we're really in a place where we want to liberate ourselves from, um, say, socioeconomic inter independence, right? Say we want to build some in social interdependence within our communities where we start owning um, corporations. We have more public stock, you know, company right. or equity firms that invest in public, you know, stock that are good, you know, successful, you know what I mean? Things that are actually drivers when it comes to, you know, the economic surplus of the country. Because let's be honest, the only thing that speaks loud in race is green. I think yep. everyone would agree with that. Yep. So it's like if, if we're, if we were, if we have finally got to the point where we're conscious enough to be like, all right, we're still in a form of slavery kind of, you know what I mean? Mm. Still in a sort of a form of slavery kind of because we are still the catalyst in a lot of these major industries, you know what I mean? Entertainment industries, businesses and industries, medical industries we have a lot of our representation there but how do many of us actually own those industries own a hospital mm. own a football league own a football team yeah all these things you know what i mean where you are now relying you know you're not really reliant on government assistance or really anything you have economic footing you have bargaining chips you're worth something you have work right that's the truth, you know what I mean? So like, if we got to that point where we realized like, yeah, just we wanted to do, build social economic independence, could we honestly look ourselves in the mirror and say we're ready for that? Because there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. There there's is. There's a lot of trust that comes with that. And right now, I think socially and mentally and emotionally, we have a lot of self-liberating we have to do from attachment to foods, attachment to ideas, attachment to stereotypes that we perpetuate even on ourselves. It gets super fundamental. We all talk about the law of attraction, the law of attraction, but we don't even think about even being a person that's like, yeah, they're doing us wrong. Agreeing with that so much is speaking that back into your life. Mm. Always be speaking and living in the place of woe is me it's only going to attract more, more woe is me. I mean, I think, I think this is good for the people from Nebraska who are seeing this because they're like, yo, Amir is much different than what I thought it would be. I'm pretty and sure that, And that's that. the point of this, man. And that's the point of us having you on like this. Yeah. For those of y'all that are listening, this is the Out of Character Podcast, episode 11. Yeah. I'm your host, Brian Coble. I'm here 
with NFL running back, director, activist, philosopher, Amir Abdullah. <laughs> I'm your host, Brian Cobra. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC too if you're listening. And we appreciate you for listening. And we appreciate you, Amir, for being here with us, man. You have given us so much knowledge, so much game. And I do truly feel, like you just said, I feel you have shown us a different side to you. A side to you where there's layers to you, brother. You're not just an NFL athlete. You're not just a Husker star. You are a human being that has plenty of interests plenty of original thoughts brother and i appreciate you so much for being candid with us for being honest with us for talking to us about these things brother and i have to talk to you about your other stuff bro because you've talked about all these different things that you're into bro all of your interests all of your goals all of your dreams man it's something that is so inspiring to me bro is that you know you don't only go after it on the field you take your job on the field very seriously but you also are constantly striving to not only learn but improve yourself bro so first let me say as somebody that has dedicated his life to being creative and creating things i have loved to see you grow as a creative bro it's been dope man you have grown so much and please brother share with the people what you have going on talk to him about creative house let us know <laughs> what other passions amir abdullah has yeah for sure man but for starters man really i'm just learning as i go bro i've always naturally been really good with a camera um like taking photos video stuff like that i've always enjoyed that i feel like i had the eye for it but um somewhere down the line i'll probably say like a third of the way through my rookie year i started to just go out and try to enjoy nature a lot more mm. you know what i'm saying like it was my first time being out of school and you know i have my work but i have an off season you know what I mean? which i'm in right now yeah. and i was like i got a lot of time so it's like man what are some things i never got to do when i was like a full-time student athlete man i didn't have time to really go and enjoy nature and just like just just chill man and from that i was like man this place is beautiful the earth is beautiful i need to bring my camera out here yeah you know so i started you know doing taking my photos and every now and then i have you know, some friends that be like hey man could you do a photo shoot for me or whatever and I was like, all right, cool. I, you know, I'll do that stuff for him and never made money. He wasn't making money. It was, you know, it's just a homie. I'm just doing yeah, hobbies. Yeah. have a camera. It wasn't even, ah, what was it? It was like a Sony. I don't even remember what the distance Sony that camera was. It was some bad. It was some bad. It was trash. <laughs> but I started to get like little gigs with, uh, with my agent would set me up with like NFL, uh, little activities that they offer in uh yeah. with the NFLPA, you know what I mean internships and things like that where you know I would do some things and I started to meet people in these different realms of the, the film industry mm. and I met one guy who was actually writing a script at the time and you know I started to ask him like you know how do you write a script he started to show me like format and everything and I told him I wanted to write a script and he looked at me and he was like have you what do you do anything in the film I was like yo man I, I take pictures and I always do like short videos in my crib and I make them super like extra they're, they're over the top super yeah. extra over the top with an iPhone you know what I mean I do stuff like that and then this I was doing this back in like 2000 this is like 2016 at the time 2016 and uh which I was actually on IR at the time which is crazy you had more time I had more time you know I, I got hurt and it allowed me more time to see some things it's like oh man this also makes me feel as good as football you know what I'm saying where I was um you know, just, just practicing my eye, just practicing different shots, how to play with lighting, different apertures, different settings, all type of things. And I started to get, you know, little gigs where I would meet people and this guy, 
introduced me to script writing. I told him I was doing like little short films and I sent him this little video. The video was probably like 30 seconds long of me like waking up and it was a spider in my bathroom. So, and it wasn't, it wasn't, a, it wasn't like a normal spider. It was like a pretty big spider. Yeah. Since, since I'm a coward and for one, I was trying not to kill the spider, spider, but I didn't want to capture him either because that homie was, hey, he was sitting up. He was sitting <laughs> up, bro. He was wrong. He was thorough. He was real thorough. You know what I'm saying? He was like, yo, this really ain't your crib. This really ain't your crib, though. You know what I'm saying? It like, was you or him at that moment. It, it was you or me. So what I did to stall was I was like, you know what I should do is short, because you know how spiders are. Once they, once they like, see somebody they like freeze for a long time yeah Uh, he wouldn't move like he was standing off with me so i had left got my phone he's still standing there like yeah homie this my block like for real (laughs) banging on me like Like, what's up west side everything i'm like dang but but anyways i'm over there i had had to get the uh the phone and i filmed a short day of me like waking up eating breakfast and i'm going because he got me dude i'm sitting down to take a poop i'm about to poop (laughs) Bro, he's on the toilet roll. So when I roll the toilet, all I see is him. Like he like rolls over as if oh, as if nah, the sun man. is coming over the, as if the sun is coming over the horizon, bro. That's that's how he came over that toilet paper roll. <laughs> Fam, when I tell you, I'm so glad I wasn't mid poop right then, cause I jumped up. If, I, if they would have tested me for my vertical, it would have been a 57. 57. It would have been a 57. Fam, I jumped up and I landed like a cat and I get it out of that bathroom. I came back like, yo, did I really just see what I saw? And by that time, he had climbed up on the counter. Like, what's good? Yeah. You know, he had climbed up on the he counter. He had peeped already that you was a little you scared. Me? So he was yeah, like, oh, 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 he's ready. Oh, now now he's you're on the counter. Oh, you feel me? <laughs> he, was like, he was like, this is going to be easy. He said, this is easy work. By the time I came back, I had filmed myself like getting breakfast, you know, doing a couple of things. And what I what I uh, what what I like captioned the video as is when real life hits you. <laughs> when real life hits you, how you gonna act? You feel me? Cause cause like what I did was I woke up, I had breakfast, everything was good, it was smooth, it was going exactly how I planned it. The minute I sat down, or the minute I went to the bathroom, how the video showed it, I went in and it, it panted the spider standing there. And I like, and it was like no dialogue the whole time. So I was like. You know, I act like I was scared, you know, type of yeah, situation. Yeah. And I took it to him, and he was laughing so hard at the video, long story short. Laughing at the video so hard, like, yo, this this is what you think about in your crib all day? I was like, yeah, man, I got a lot of time to think about stuff that means absolutely nothing. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, right now. And he put me apart. He was like, you know what? I'm going to bring you in. I want to put you apart. There's this little writing team I had. They were writing the script wow. at the time. The script actually never went through anything, but that was my first time, like, jumping to that space. It was like, oh, snap. Like, this is something I actually can see myself doing. And like me, you know, I'm an athlete, but I'm very confident. And naturally, something I do have to kind of, like, work on is when I'm very competitive. Mm. I'm very competitive. So like I naturally get in that zone when someone's doing something with me, you know what I mean? I'm looking at it. I'm not competing with them to be better, but I'm competing competing to better myself because I think I'm the best. Mm. And I think that's the Mamba mentality. The Mamba mentality, a lot of people misinterpreted it. A lot of people thought, oh, he's cocky. He thinks he's the best. Yes and no. No, he don't think he's better than anyone because he respects everyone. Just like a Black Mamba. But the Black Mamba will still strike you because he thinks he's the best. 
You know what I mean? It, it's, a, it's a pursuit to better the self, not to better the image, the happening. It's to better the experience, not the happening. Hey, you know man, what I'm that's saying? why it's right behind me at all times. You that mama me? mentality. I, that's why I brought that up. That's why I brought I that up. That, I man. see that's that. Eye, I'm, my brother, that's a good eye. I'm a, I'm a huge Kobe Bryant fan, bro. I wore number eight in college for yes, Kobe you did. Bryant. Yes, sir. Like, bro, I'm telling you, man. Kobe Bryant was like to me like the older brother that I never met. Same here. You know what I mean? From Same from here. like a very connected place of like I understood his mental. Like I understood the way he was so much in terms of just like drive and charisma and just wisdom man he really moved like who he was all, like sometimes was really who he was all the time bro it wasn't no it was no lapse it was no lapse it was no taking off this hat and being this person he was like nah bro i'm really just wired a certain way creative house actually was started as just an apparel brand Mm. It started as just an apparel brand, but when I first came on, I, I just um, signed with the Minnesota Vikings, first year with the Vikings, and I meet this guy, his name is Uzama Obasi. He's my business partner, co-owner of uh, Creative Brand. Dude is, if he was on this podcast, we, we have another person just right along with us right now. Just yeah, rolling. we gonna have him on too. We definitely gonna have him on. Dude is amazing. Dude is a genius in his own way. And I don't even know he knows that he's a genius yet. He's a videographer here in the city of uh, Minneapolis. Has shot the Super Bowl, has shot the Final Four. He's a very well-known videographer here. Uh, curates a lot of content for a lot of local businesses here. You know, guy who definitely was connected, right? So when I saw his brand, I was like, okay, this is cool. We, we had become friends actually through my trainer. So my trainer was living with me at the time. My trainer, Mo, was living with me. And Mo was looking for a, a photographer who um, could capture him training people. You know what I mean? So he can promote himself. And he came up with Uzama. Uzama was helping him. I mean, one day, Mo come home. We're about to train in, you know, train in the gym. And Uzama comes in. And I'm looking at this dude. Now he has this, you know, this hat that just says create on it just says create on it. And I'm sitting I'm like, man, that's, that's actually really cool because at that time I was going through a lot of like spiritual things I was learning, you know, about like what love really is. And love is just the energy of creating, creating something. I feel like we feel the most love when we're aligning ourselves with creativity. You know what I mean? And doing something. In other words, when we're doing something we enjoy, that's when we feel love. So like seeing that create was kind of like, yeah, man, create happens create love and I thought it was a very simple message and I saw Uzama and I met him and I was like you know I think this would be a good opportunity for me to at first just help him edit his brand that he had and then as as we talked and he saw my vision and he saw a lot of things I, I would throw in ideas of how this could be bigger than just a uh an apparel brand just an yeah, apparel brand. Yeah. No, it could be something that's a community you know it, it really can be a a content brand uh, curator it can be a production company it can be so many different things you know what i mean where our our entire energy is to inspire people to create and to do to do that a lot of our content covers a lot of things like um self-healing techniques meditation breath work mm -hmm. things down that alley but we also um provide digital courses that teach people different um, techniques that they can learn, you know what I mean? From like uh, editing, you know, anything from like editing or like any advice on how you create, create, you know, how do you go about your creative process? You know, things that inspire people to get off, you know, get off the, get on a horse and get going type of situation. Right. 
you know, it's it, really mind, body, and spirit too. I feel like all of your really mind, body, and spirit. You know, really mind, body, and spirit because we, we give our educational facts on nutrition. We yeah. give our education, and you know, all of our products moving forward are um, are all recycled materials, sustainable materials, things that help reduce our carbon footprint on America. You know, on, on the excuse me, on the world. You know, what I mean, so we can even think about. You know, just using the dynamic of the word create, you know, and creative house, you know, being, you know, being a brand to really encourage people to use the dynamic of creativity in, in more universal ways. And, and I'm so glad you, know you broke mean? it. I'm so glad you broke your brand down like this, bro, because from the outside looking in, that's what I have seen, right? I have seen your attention to detail. I have seen the growth. I have I had conversations with you before this even started about mm -hmm. where your mind was at and the different things you were trying to do. So to hear you explain it the way you explained it, brother, it shows what we talked about in the beginning, your authenticity, your dedication. I do truly feel anytime a brand has a foundation that is built on authenticity and being organic, like you said, I feel that there's nothing but success that can come from that. Tell us quickly where we can follow, where we can support, what we can do to help grow the brand of Creative House. For sure. So Creative House, you can find us on Instagram at Creative House Official, man. Um, view our shop. If um, the things that are in our shop right now is actually still our drop shipping. We're in the production process of the new products that I spoke about. Um, the, the shop is actually going to get discontinued at the beginning of February. So like next week, wow. the shop is gonna be discontinued because you know, we feel like, you know, we're, we're moving on to a whole different, you know, system, yeah. whole different system. So we got some pretty dope things in there, man. I love the, the beanies, man. Our beanie series are pretty cool. We got some cool hats, got some sweaters, um, hoodies. Yo, I need all that. Hoodies. I need it all, bro. Yeah. I need it oh, all. I got we need, we need I a got set for the studio, know. man. I gotta represent. <laughs> Bro, when, when the first hoodie that we dropped, that's our first actual design, you're getting a free one, bro. I'm sending it to the show. Hey. Just give me the solid of wearing it and pumping it the episode that you wear. But the best way to stay updated, as I, you know, I segue back into what I was doing. Yes, sir. If you can follow us on our page once again at Creative House Official on Instagram, check out our site. We also just dropped our first digital course, which is a course led by me on the healing sounds of breathwork. Breathwork mm. is something that I lightly got into in this episode, but it's something that for people who don't know anything about it is a good tool. And I wouldn't even say a tool, it's literally your life source. It's your life source, you know? Your breath is your life source. And when we think about the space of meditation, conscious breathwork is a good approach to help you regulate yourself, to start your meditative practices. I go through six healing sounds where I teach healing sounds that I do before every creative um, project that I take on. I did my breath work literally before I got on this podcast. Word. You know, you know what I mean? I, I think I think that's helped me flow a lot more natural today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just, you know, because a lot of people don't know where to start with meditation. They have a lot of stigmas and like, oh, do I just sit there and hum? Real. It's like, yes and no. But for if you're a starter, man, check out that. Uh, it's offered, I think it's about, I think it's like, 20 bucks for you to license it for life. 
You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. just think about it, man. You can Netflix it out. I don't even care. You feel I me? Mean? You can Netflix it out. You can show all the people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's about giving to the people, but obviously right. to give to you guys, we always need a little bit, you know, in return to make sure that we can produce the best content possible for you guys. After all of that, start going back to football, bro. I'm about to be a free agent, man. That's about what we got to get into before you go, brother. We got to talk about it, man. We about to drop. We about to drop an exclusive or what? What's going on? The people want to know. No, don't get it twisted, man. I know y'all hear all this stuff like, dang, you probably fell asleep or you whatever. You was like, does he even still like football? Here it is right let's, now, Let's man. go. I'm in the best place I've ever been with playing the game of football right now. Mentally, you know what I'm saying? Physically, spiritually, emotionally. I feel really good, man. Like last year's season was really unique for me. Like um, even more unique than the previous season, which was actually kind of similar. But this one's more unique because obviously COVID and then just the way a lot of things played out for me. Um, obviously sharing a backfield with Dalvin Cook, there's like a lot of like snaps that I'm not getting. You know what I'm saying? Right, like right. he's getting the bulk of the snaps. I share with Dalvin and this guy named Alex Madison and this guy named Mike Boone. Who are all, all talented. Tremendous, tremendous running backs. Like tremendous. In my, I would put our running back room up with any running back room in the league. Like we have a really good running back room. Yeah. And for me, obviously, time came sparingly. And when I did, I had to hit. And the good thing that I'm, I'm proud of myself this year of is every time I got the ball, I made the play. Every single time. Yep. So for me, I, I left this season in a good place of like, you know what? I, I left it out there this year. And I'm, you know, I'm um, excited to see what come, you know, what can come. You know, there's been some things that are potentially some good news for me in the future. So, okay. you know, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm riding that energy. I'm, I'm speaking it every day that I deserve it. So, it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in a good space with football, especially going into year seven, man. Uh, playing this game long, longer than I even really even could see in the future. You know what I mean? I'm at yeah. a point where I, wouldn't, I couldn't even see this point yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, just 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 taking that, uh, that, that approach to it is like really beautiful for me right now with the football, with the game. Man, that is, man, it's so great to hear, man. It's so great to hear all the passion, all the energy that you have, man. We have gone through, all of us, just the world, has gone through such a tough time, man, these past few years. And to see your spirit so high, to see your energy so high, man, to see you ready to go, to have you seven years in the NFL and feeling better than you ever felt, brother, that's a blessing. Because like I said, man, two and a half years is the average career of an NFL running back, brother, and you are headed to year seven. So now let me ask you, bro, do you feel Minnesota fans are going to get you back for another year, or do you think that you might be headed somewhere else, brother? Can I ask you that? Yeah. No, 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 you can ask me that, man. You can ask me that. Um, I mean, I, I'm happy with Minnesota. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, really feel, like, I feel like Minnesota is was supposed to happen for me because it's taught me mm. so many lessons. You know what I mean? And, like, I've had a good I've had a good stint here in Minnesota. You know what I mean? You have. I play good ball here. So it's like, I, you know, it's, it's it's very similar to Nebraska in the sense of like the fan base. Yeah. Like the fan base really support. They really do support, man. And but the the good thing about Minnesota is legislatively, this city in the city of Minneapolis at least is is very liberal, mm. very liberal. So imagine fans who are like kind of liberal style. They they have don't get me wrong. They have some conservative philosophies about them, but like. This, their energy is, a, is a very liberal, but they're big fans like Nebraska. Yeah. You know, Nebraska fans are like super conservative and very. big fans. <laughs> a whole different tempo. Yes, yeah. and that's very hard so, to maneuver around as a young black man. It, it, it's, it's hard. It's actually frightening, it's actually frightening bro. Yes, I, it I, is, I got, yes. 
Yeah, I got one story where I was in a bar in Lincoln one time and I thought this dude was gonna try to kiss me. I believe you. I believe you, bro. I was I would see it. I would see it all the time, bro. I'm not surprised you didn't get kissed, honestly, or groped or any or any other things that oh, could have happened in Nebraska. Because I know there was times you wouldn't even step out in Lincoln because of how crazy no. the fanatics were. A lot of times you had to stay your ass in the house. Oh, I used to always say that, man. I used to be like, people always ask me like, man, what, what would you change about college? I was like, man, I wish I would have went out more. I, I couldn't believe when I saw you at a, a party at my house. I said, Amir stepped out. You must have known it was a safe place because I'm like, man, my boy never steps out. Yeah, you and we were start up that night. That was a good I'm night. Like that thing like that. Oh, <laughs> like that thing, like, I'm good. This be secret. Going back to your question, man, I would love to be back with Minnesota, man. But of course, I'm definitely going to take advantage of the best opportunity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because although I definitely think there's a lot of good football left in Amir Abdullah, bro. Like, a lot. Like, a lot of untapped talent, you know, I feel like it's still with me in terms of, you know, what I can do in this league and, and, and what I feel like I can uh, bring to a team specifically, you know. And I think my, my energy has been in the right place to re receive that. I think I displayed that when I had opportunities last year. And I think if Minnesota doesn't see it, you know what I mean, uh, it'd be no malice, you know what I mean? I appreciate them to let, let this be a springboard to wherever I'm about to go. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Because um, I definitely feel like a team that I played against or some a team that's going to see the game film be like, okay, Abdullah only touched the ball four times that game. He finished with, what, 40 yards and a touchdown? You know what I mean? Or, yeah. he, only, or he only touched the ball twice that game and he had he had one touchdown, so he's 50-50. You know what I mean? I, I, I get it. The, the stats aren't high. You know what I mean? It's not like a bunch of volume, but it's But like, they do tell a tale. They tell, they tell more a tale. Than, and it's yeah. like every time you, I think I am very special and slept on. And I think that sleeping is about to like, you know, go to a point where yeah. it's like people are really going to be like, dang, he is cold at this. Definitely cold at running routes. Definitely, you know, you know, and that, that that's why I'm keeping my energy. Speaking that where it's like, yeah, yeah. Like speaking that energy where, I know that I am capable of crazy stuff, yeah. crazy stuff. And to still feel that way and that passionate at the age yeah. of 27 now, age of 27 now, going into my seventh year in the football, that's why I say I'm in the best place I've ever been. Yeah. It's because now I have the tools, the tools of seeing what works and what doesn't work. I have the tools of, you know, going through seasons injured, going through seasons healthy. You know what I mean? I have all the tools, and now I still have that fire and that belief, and now the understanding where I have found exactly the niche where I can fit and be very, you know, and be very successful. You know, every you want to see success in your life, yeah. In my career, where it's like, you know what? I feel it coming. This, this is, this is, this is that genius and persistence in disguise. Yeah. You know, this is it. This is it right here. So it's like I'm. This is when I put my foot on the gas. So like for my fans to know, like I'm still. I got my. I got my foot on the gas, man. And I know whoever gets me next, man. Wherever I sign this next deal, is going to get someone that's like, dang. They. I'm. I'm be underpaid. Put it like that. <laughs> and they see that's the energy we want, bro. Because we can tell, man. You trying to be humble, man. You're trying to, you know, what I'm saying, but brother. On out of character, we're about promoting and uplifting, brother. Yeah, man. I'm going to tell you, bro, that next opportunity is going to be your best opportunity, brother, because not mm -hmm. only are you prepared physically, you're prepared mentally and spiritually, brother. And that's what this whole conversation has been about. That's what Creative House is about. That's what out of character is about, man. I started 
out of character, much for the reasons that you're into writing, into creative house. You needed an outlet, right? You needed something else to continue to, because we all have nine to fives, right? We're all working and we needed an outlet. And another thing for me, where it goes back to the minute I decided I wanted to be a broadcaster. Max, you know me, bro, I played football. I love football, but I always knew I wanted to be a broadcaster. And conversations like what we just had, brother, just put the stamp on it for me and tell me, bro, I made the right choice because hearing you talk, man, hearing you talk about media, hearing you talk about women, hearing you talk about your teammates and just all these different perspectives and all these different views and ways people can look at just you, you Amir Abdullah as an individual. I don't feel that there's a lot of outlets, especially in the media that allow you to be as candid and as organic as you were today, brother. And I hope that you felt it because that is what I started out of character for, bro. I want to be that brother that gets it, that understands and connects with athletes, entertainers, just regular people on a deeper level, man. So I hope that that's what you felt sitting here with me, brother. I say all that to tell you, thank you, bro, because man, I feel like, bro, me and you both showed a different side of ourselves, brother, a side of ourselves that we've been wanting the world to see, brother. So I know you thank me for allowing you to do that, brother. Well, I'm thanking you for allowing me a chance to show the world this is how athlete interviews can go. This is what athletes want to talk about. These are the interactions they want to have. They're tired of the same old X's and old questions, man. You guys have so much more going on. And so, brother, thank you for being the walking embodiment of that and for allowing us to showcase all of your extra talents, your your brain, man, the way you think, bro, how enlightened you are, bro. I'm so grateful that you gave us a chance to show that on Out of Character on episode 11, brother. Thank you so much, man. Bro, I appreciate you, man. I, like everything you said just was, that was beautifully put. That was beautifully put, man. Thank you, bro. I think that there is, uh, I mean, we, we think about redefining that creativity again man you're doing it without even knowing it you know what i mean you're you're carving a new identity in the environment that you're in you're in the environment of uh a broadcaster sports interviewer you know what i mean yeah and you're creating a, a platform for people to be real people which is good because Try. we need more people to authentic yes, more sir. people to be really themselves to really express put things on the table because we're we're, we're so crafted sometimes in our lives of like this to be this person you need to act that way so you either reserve yourself or whatever you know what i mean we reserve people we, we make people really reserved yeah. you know a lot you know what I mean? where we don't really communicate and we don't ever express anymore we don't ever yeah. express we're scared to express we're scared to we're, we're scared to express to the point where no one is being honest with each other anymore mm, man. No, no one is really being transparent anymore a lot of times those very acts of discussing that stuff in itself is the healing act of yes mm -hmm. you know and it's much deeper than the specifics of what we're discussing it's about you know it's it's about the actual ability to feel free to not have to hold anything the in. vulnerability the, of being you know able I mean? to express yourself yeah, the, in yeah. a comfortable environment yes sir yeah the, yeah the, the ability to to feel free enough to not have to hold anything in that's and, what i always tell people man when we have these talks is I want it when you're done with this to not only feel like, yo, I just had a conversation with the homie, but I, I had therapy. 
I feel better, yeah. man. I was able to reflect. I was able to talk about things that maybe nobody's ever even asked me, brother. So thank you so much for even saying that because that's 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 the goal, honestly. That's the goal is to, and for anybody listening too, man, this is a platform where you can be yourself and express yourself. And you've seen it, everybody's seen it, man. I'm not going for, you know, you're the first athlete. You know, I'm not going for superstars. I'm not going for celebrities. I'm going for everyday people. But it's beautiful for somebody like you to jump on that has a big background, brother, because I'm hoping that this can get to a lot of ears and a lot of eyes so people know that there is an outlet out there athletes average joes superstars entertainers whoever you are there is a platform for you to go and be yourself and talk about out of character things because that's what this is baby this is the out of character podcast episode 11 i am your host brian cobra i am here with amir abdullah my brother my friend my guy my friends call me BC. You could call me BC too if you're listening. If you're listening, we appreciate you for listening. Amir, thank you so much for your time, brother. We appreciate you. Hopefully you had a good time, brother, because now I need you bro. back, man. We got to have more conversation, bro. bro. I need hey, you back. Man, like, go, hey, man, we can go ahead and put it in writing, bro. We can go ahead and get this segment where it's like late late night talks. You know what bro, I mean? I or, love it. Or, I love it. Or, or, or whatever, it. bro. You feel me? Like, need we, it. We can literally do this like... Any way you want, man. You know what I'm saying? And I like, think there's a lot of potential here, brother. There's a, a lot. lot of potential. There's definitely a lot of potential, man. Like, <laughs> yes, I feel sir. like we're both very, very um, aware young men. I don't like to say intelligent, you know what I mean? Because intelligence is like something you rent. I feel like yeah. you kind of rent, rent intelligence. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just aware. We're just aware. Yes, you know sir. what I mean? Like, we're just, we're just very aware young men who are speaking our minds and with the intention to heal people. You know what I mean? And I think your show does more than that, man. And, um, person like me i'm going to obviously continue to watch because the more i consume that you know what i mean it helps me create more yeah, of that yeah you we're feeding off so of each like, other man yeah so it's like for sure man that's beautiful bro so man thank you so much man we're not gonna hold you too long but i feel like i took a good couple hours of your time like this has been dope man this has been awesome yeah. bro man i'm so happy you jumped on to do this with us brother um and thank you man for all of y'all are listening man like i said this is the out of character podcast this is episode 11 episode 11 and we had my guy the nebraska legend the nfl legend amir abdullah on the show i'm your host brian Covert. my friends call me bc you can call me bc too if you're listening and we appreciate you for listening amir thank you so much brother i hope you have an amazing night king all right big dog i'm all at you wow ladies and gentlemen there you have it that was amir abdullah minnesota vikings running back amir abdullah and my good friend and my brother man wow what a conversation how insightful and to me it was so important to have these type of conversations because that's what i got in the business for man that's what keeps me going is being somebody that can offer a platform and also just a safe space to vocalize your thoughts your feelings have some therapy and just really show who you are because these athletes don't get a chance to have interviews like that i promise you you heard amir say it they don't get chances to express themselves be vulnerable and just be honest man yeah we talked about football yeah we talked about the nfl but there was so much more that this brother had to say because people these athletes these celebrities are humans too we're all humans. We're all just trying to make it day by day. We're all going through struggles and we're all just trying to maintain 
and figure out this thing called life, man. So I feel Amir and that conversation we had was a great reflection on that. Shout out to my guy. Man, it means the world to me because at the end of the day, my roots are in sports journalism. So to sit and talk to an athlete, especially an athlete that's at a very, very important part of his life, really almost a transition period. Seven years as a running back in the NFL. Man, my man, he told you he wants to stay in Minnesota, but he also going for that bag. He's going for that, what may be that last big payday, man. So for him to take the time and sit and hang out with us during such a crazy time, like, bro, we're still in the pandemic too. And my guy took the time, man, to spend time with the Out of Character family to talk about his business, Creative House. Everybody, please go follow his Instagram page, man. Please go follow him, Amir Abdullah, man. He is a great guy. He is an inspiration to me, and he is somebody I know no matter what. If I need to hit him up, he's going to answer the phone, man. So shout out to you, Amir, man. Out of character family, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed episode 11, people, because this is the Out of Character Podcast. I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC, too, if you're listening. And we appreciate you for listening. Shout out to everybody that's listening shout out to everybody that just needed a little pick me up i hope that was enough i know we're going through hard times i know things are crazy people and i really do hope hearing different people's perspectives a lot of times we think instagram twitter social media makes us feel that people aren't going through nothing you know that when somebody's rich when somebody's a superstar athlete that their lives are just better than ours but i hope amir with his candidness with his honesty being vulnerable with you all shows you all that we're all just humans we're all going through struggles we're all going through trials we're all going through tribulations and we're all just trying to figure out this thing called life people thank you so much for your time this is the out of character podcast episode 11 i'm your host brian cobra my friends call me bc you can call me bc too if you're listening and we appreciate you for listening enjoy yourselves stay safe and god bless